Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you hump day, Wednesday morning, joining us. Spaghetti and meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. I think he is. I don't see his box anywhere on the Zoom, but as always with me, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek. Martin Weiss, what is happening, fellas? Big playoffs coming up. Big college playoffs behind us. I'm getting a little melancholy here. I feel the season slipping away. Uh, I don't know, Shaq, and you must be really. Your season is really, really slipping away. I'm sorry to say. It's over. It's over. I want to just say as somebody who, you know, supports the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to apologize to everybody within the sound of my voice here. I mean, I'm embarrassed that this team is in the playoff mix. They have no chance. I can't believe they're taking up a spot for the chargers and pretty boy, Justin Mm -hmm. Herbert. I mean, obviously they should be in the postseason, not to say, I mean, send the Colts. I mean, they were, they were the team that no one wanted to play in January and now nobody has to play them in January. I, you're you're being facetious. You're being greatest of course, but yes, I am. But there is, uh, and then people have told me I'm crazy here, but there is something to say. Let Big Ben go out on top or whatever that's called. Being, a, I know he underthrows on third and 10 and they convert and everything, whatever. But uh, there's something about him going up on top versus him throwing three interceptions uh, Sunday night, right? And losing by 25. Well, we were texting after the afternoon games and before the Sunday night game with Jeff Schwartz, of course, right. who, you know, is the chief's wonk uh, through and through. And so he wants the Steelers and ask it, what, what, what are your emotions about this? I, I could say in that moment, I really didn't care to your point. Mm-hmm. You know what? They did everything they could. They beat the Browns. Right. They beat the Ravens. Roethlisberger going out on top. All right. Uh, so some weird tie happened. And so they don't actually have to travel to, arrowhead and get their their heads handed to them but then by the second half obviously it got my my, uh my emotions changed considerably sure they they lure you back in how did it i mean we we must honor because of course our brains go immediately to how can this team and what's a can they cover that giant number and what about this matchup and the Niners and Cowboys renewing their postseason rivalry one of the best in sports non-divisional yeah. uh, on rivals CBS check on CBS Weird, like our childhood right? yeah like our right childhood. Steve Young Aikman or whatever or even before that you're so right I, I love all that stuff but before we move on for real Mm. What happened on Sunday night and it, you know, as it applies to the playoff picture, it was mm. fascinating and compelling for different fan bases, but Justin Herbert and that Chargers offense with the season in the balance, the last three possessions, Justin Herbert and company converted on seven long fourth downs, three yeah. fourth and tens, that fourth and whatever, fourth and 21 or whatever, a fourth and nine, a fourth and six. That was an all-time freakish performance that ended up still not being enough to get that team into the playoffs. It's just loco. I agree. Martin, go ahead. What, what do you think? I, that, that was a I don't think we'll ever have drama like that in a game that kind of meant up for another team. It was spectacular. I also think Justin Herbert, um, box score-wise, uh, he'll never get – a quarterback will never get more credit for a 30 for 64 uh, performance. Well, 34 for hmm. 64. But go ahead, Mark. I, I honestly – I can't believe Brandon Staley at the end of that game. Like, 
He's been going for it, going for it on fourth and two on his own 18-yard line earlier in that game. But all year, he's been going for a fourth down in his own end, in his own uh, territory, going for two whenever the hell he feels like it. He's got a shot right there to win the game with a two-point conversion. After going for it, he's converted. What they, they said, like, what? I think he was six for seven on fourth down. The only one he didn't get was the one that gave them the field goal right there in his own 18-yard line. He's six for seven on fourth down with Justin Herbert. Had ha- half of them came on that drive. Every play they needed to make, he got. And haven't we seen that this decision has, like, worked out in the past? Or, or not necessarily even worked out, but gets given grace? Isn't that the reason the Ravens aren't in the playoffs right now? Because they well, went for that, two that twice didn't... and didn't convert? Like, but there, no, but was, there was a lot of time left. There wasn't like uh, eight seconds left in the game, right? That was just, I, I think you could take your time. They kicked the field goal. You're saying to tie it at 32, you're saying? No, uh, he's saying okay. that they should have gone for two. Oh, well, there was 206 left. There was 206 left, wasn't there, when they scored? I'm looking now. So I don't know. It's not like there was four seconds left. I, uh, there, it is interesting, though, because if he has the tie in his back pocket, which is still a full quarter away, right? But I, I wonder if he would have gone for two. I just think there was too much time. I, don't I know think Marty is right, except I, I think you're both correct, basically, is under almost any circumstance, Staley, other circumstance, Staley would have gone for two there. But he did know somewhere in the back of his mind is like, Tie is really fine. Like, let's, we're not going to lose a playoff spot by going for two here. Let's just right. kick the extra point because then we're 10 minutes away from being in the playoffs if this thing winds up even up. I, just, you, I hear you completely, Marty. I hear you. He lost to Kansas City because he refused to take the points. And mm-hmm. then now, against the, in the chance to literally the biggest game of the season, like, I, after that Kansas City game, as somebody who had Chargers minus three, I was sitting there all through the postgame. Brandon Staley saying, you know, we're going to we're gonna win and lose with our best player. We're going to mm-hmm. win and lose with our so, – so what the – why would you let the game go to overtime knowing that you have a 50% chance you're not going to get the ball, as it's coin toss, 50% chance you're not going to get the ball, and then you have the worst run defense in football going out there. Everybody wants to right. cry about the timeout. It's just, to me – he was playing one way the whole time, and then all of a sudden, when the chips are actually all the way on the table, you pulled your nuts back and like, I don't like this anymore. And I just it infuriated me. It, Fair it, point. It, it, it made right. me I'm, I'm actually remembering it wrong. That happened on Sunday. I'm remembering it wrong. There were ten seconds left when they scored. But say, right? it was a, it was or, a walk yeah, off. Okay. It was a walk off. Yeah, right. Tie. It was with, with that last one, right? That's true. No, it was a great game, was, and it what it meant down to the Steelers. Overtime too. He didn't go for it. Yeah, it really would have changed uh, football. It was, I don't know, Shaq, but we'll remember it. Obviously, it was like 29-14 for most of it, five minutes left. It was, uh, all right, well, Raiders have this in hand. But that last hour produced such high drama that I, you know, we think back at that Dolphins-Chargers game, right? Like that's, as far as regular season games, we'll always remember that. I don't think I'll forget about this for a long time. I am a forgetful uh, fat man. I think Dolphins-Chargers, you're talking about the... Overtime game with Benershka v. Von Shaman. Yeah, that well, that was the divisional round. Yeah, that was um, that was that was actually a playoff. That's my all-time favorite. Yeah, I always cite that as my favorite. But yes, I'm with you. And of course, the you have to kind of look at the entirety of the day, Mm -hmm. which which is that it all start. None none of it matters. The entire day is screwed. Pro football's (laughs) broadcasting slate. Their partners are ticked off with the rest of the day if the Jags do what we expected them to do and fall on their faces they had pretty much yeah. all season long. That is, 
I, I don't want to get hyperbolic or be a prisoner of the moment, but I, I put it out on social media for what it's worth to see if anybody had any other candidates and nobody had anything that compared that Colts loss, given the stakes and the points spread and otherwise is perhaps the single worst regular season loss in the history of people. Right. I mean, there's there ever, well, they yeah. got, they, they weren't even in the game. They got blown no, they out crushed. by the Jaguars. What the hell happened there? How do you, if you, as again, as we go off into the exit interview portion for most teams or for at least half the league, what do you, if you're, if you're a Colts fan right now, like, what do you, where, where's your head? Like, wait, we're, now we, we got to stick with Wentz next year now too. What, what happened, Frank Reich? What the hell, man? Why that did that was- offensive line implode like that against the Jags? You know, you say like teams aren't prepared, like they take a, a team for granted. It, it has to be. It has to be. The the Jags painted a picture of, you know, the Patriots put 50 up against them. No team looked like they gave up more than the Jaguars on the season, right? Mm-hmm. Before and after Urban Meyer. Like there was that week where you're like, all right, Urban Meyer's gone. They're going to write the ship. No, of course not. Talent-wise, they're not in this <clears throat> for the long haul for this season. They may just start anew in 2022. And you have Trevor Lawrence, the lowest-rated quarterback in the league, entering Week 18. <clears throat> what was he, 13 for 14 to start? It's like, uh-oh, that defense was great. The other Josh Allen had like two and a half sacks and a million pressures. I don't know what happened there, Mark. I, I don't know. You, you're right. We talked before the podcast. Like, I gave out the Colts. I said, <clears throat> there's no way they're going to blow this. It can't happen, which is good news for the Steelers. Like, they're less of an underdog than the Colts were going into Week 18. Maybe they do have a, a shot against the Chiefs. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, think, I don't remember anything like that from a team that needed to win. And, and, like and Dave, you actually did Carson Wentz and Frank Reich a, a, a favor because you're only focusing on last week. If you go two weeks ago, I mean, what uh, this team ended yeah. the year 0-2 versus two interim head coaches after you traded all of that capital for Carson Wentz. And then the Eagles made the damn mm-hmm. playoffs. Yep. Like, if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan, it's a good thing that Megan Gailey has a bundle of joy coming down the pipe because otherwise she <laughs> wouldn't have nothing happy coming her way. Very upset. Oh, the Megans talk about it on Megan Fun of Sports. Check it out on uh, the Money Grab feed. Yeah. By the way, I should mention Tory Holt is coming on. I don't know. We, we didn't even invite him. He's just going to come on. No, he'll be on in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <clears throat> Semi-finalist for the Hall of Fame. That's going to be fun. We get to talk to him. He's one of those guys who I can't general. believe. I can't. When I see his name, like, oh, he's one of the five, like, how did that slip through the cracks that Tory Holt didn't get into the Hall of Fame 10 years ago? It's very weird. He was the, right. in an age of high-end receivers, obviously, a contemporary of Jerry Rice's and, and, and those guys. Still, Tory Holt, there were certain seasons where it was like, well, he's the best pass catcher yeah. in pro football. It's weird that he was a part. It's not like he was doing it. It's not like he was Andre Johnson doing it in some irrelevant situation he was on you know the greatest show on turf and everything it's very strange what is the second greatest show on turf if that's the greatest maybe we'll ask him i mean they just uh i I never was there a greatest show on turf before that and they became the greatest show on turf they replaced the greater show right yeah the greater show great show also in college football on monday night right that was great stuff Let's talk about that right now. Alabama, Georgia. I mean, Stetson Bennett's still inebriated. That that was great, by the way. That Monday, that good, <laughs> good morning, America. <clears throat> I'm I'm for it. I, I feel good for him because there were people on Twitter like, no way he leads this team to a win after that fumble 
pass, fall, whatever it was going to be with that number 14, getting lucky, the biggest play of his life. He just kind of like, uh, he just kind of lucked into that turnover, walking out of bounds, picking the ball up. And then Stetson Bennett gets the free play, throws it, and then the pick six, and Georgia wins handily. I gave them out on adjusted spread, minus seven and a half. Uh, we all had, oh no, Martin, you had Alabama, right? I did. Check and I had Georgia. I did, yeah. had, I did have Alabama. I think with Williams and Mechie in there, it's a whole different story. If Williams sure. had hurt early. Once yeah. Jamison's knee buckled, I was like, yeah, this isn't looking good. And then Stetson yeah. tried to, to be a quarterback named Stetson Bennett. He tried his best with that, with yeah. that uh, you know, because no matter what it was, pass, fumble, it was ugly regardless. Um, it was but, ugly. Uh, they won his appearance. Uh, I, I say good for him with Good Morning America. If they tell you, Shaq or Martin, the night before, like, hey, Take it easy tonight. You're going to be on Good Morning America. I feel the same way I do about how these athletes are supposed to temper their emotions after a big time sack. Like, yeah, you should be able to do a dance. Like, it's like, like, imagine saying, no, take it easy, celebrate after the games. Like, no, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I don't drink, but go out, go crazy, do what you want, and let the interview be what it is. Try not to embarrass yourself too much, but this is the night, right? You can't put that off. Sorry to everybody who would prefer him to do it from the peak of Mount Pius, but the reception is probably bad up there. He was grounded on the planet Earth with the rest of us celebrating as human beings would celebrate something. This was the greatest night of his life that turned into the dawn of a new day. And of course, he he was a little tipsy. Good for him. Shame the devil of anybody. I, I Thankfully, maybe we're on to a better day in 2022 here because I have not heard the resident uh, residents of Mount Pius bemoan how dare this student athlete represent his his uh, school in that way I thought it was great the thing that wasn't great that really could have swung things for Bama and good for Stetson Bennett and company to rally and drive down the field and and reclaim the lead but that was an all-time garbage call that really had me vexed on the that 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 was a fumble fumble. the I mean, I, I know that you, I, I'm sure a physics professor could join us and tell me how the ball could be propelled forward without his arm moving forward. But right. nevertheless, common sense requires that we uh, honor that basic sort of science, right? I mean, his arm goes like this, the ball goes like that, doesn't yeah, go where he wants good. it to go, for Christ's sakes. But so what? It obviously was a forward pass that failed. What, what are we, that, that went and then, Herb Street, whoever, like, what? I, oh, and whoever the official was in the booth, it's like, oh yeah, no, I think that's a fumble. Like, what? What, what the hell am I talking? What are we talking? I thought about? it was a fumble. I, I thought it was a fumble. The ball went up in the I, the ball went up in the air, but it went like, forward, and his arm went forward. That's a forward pass. That's it. I mean, I, in, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Mark. I'm just no, saying, I, like, it wasn't. He didn't have the most. Like, it wasn't like he was. Who was he throwing it to? Like it was nobody. Like he was hit as he was throwing it. That's what the the arm was like. This is the guy hit him and he threw it and it went forward. If it went backwards, it's a fumble. Yeah, I, I, I know I shouldn't. This isn't how you should judge the play. You just shouldn't. The call shouldn't kind of come down to this. But my thing was the way the the turnover was created. Like number fourteen gave up on it. Right? It's like (laughs) oh really? Like if let me pick this up up for it. Yeah, let me pick this up for you, ball boy. I I don't want you to have to bend over to get. I got it. It's right here. There you go. That was the biggest indictment of it of it not being a fumble. Is everybody on the field thought it was an incomplete pass except for the refs. Exactly. Now, listen, uh, I know I'm Shaq. I'm surprised you watched the game. Two SEC teams. There should only be one. I get it. Uh, But I enjoyed it. I like points. Uh, It was nine, six at halftime. Like, this is a great game. This is an enjoyable game. 
it sucked that uh, Jameson Williams got hurt. Um, you know, but uh, I was I loved every bit of it. Of course, I had the uh, adjusted line. I like that ending. But Martin, your Wolverines forty to one as we enter next year. Forty to one. Bam and Georgia two to one odds to repeat. Um, you probably should just pick one of those two teams. But Martin, See, forty to one. Remember there last week? There. Remember yeah. last week when I was losing my mind? You were like, "You made third. and I was like, "Yeah." And that this is why it's like I made third, but it's like one and then two and then to third all the way down there to third all the way to forty to one. No, I'm not right. betting on Michigan to win the national title. Absolutely not. I don't know who the damn coach is going to be. And <laughs> all I, right, yeah, well, that's exactly right. IL number. Well, there's forty to one is optimistic, isn't it? We don't need right that's, exactly as he said. Like, their head coach is going to be in the NFL in uh, in a matter of minutes here. Well, how could we put any odds on them at this? point? Well, I'm trying. The only thing I'm thinking is okay. We know perennially. Michigan is going to lose one or two games. Oklahoma is going to lose one or two games. You could still get 40 to one. I know they have to go up against Alabama and Georgia in the playoffs. Probably Georgia. I'm seeing now three to one, Alabama, two to one, Oklahoma, 40 to one. What other one or two lost teams perennially could we take at these large numbers? And again, we don't know the transfer portal, who's coaching where, uh, Ohio State and Clemson are the other two favorite. Go figure. Those are the four, but Oklahoma, 40 to one, Michigan, 40 to one, USC, 50 to one. They're shaping up, right? I agree with USC because loss. you know what? They're paying. The money yeah. is flowing, and the, the money is flowing at USC. So that's I mean, every time every time I see a college kid, either he's transferring from USC because his replacement got there, or his replacement's on the way. So I, I they'll just, probably I get just, crushed by Alabama in the semifinal game if it got to that. But I think a Pac-12 team, I think USC could make the four. No check. I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, everybody's got their uh, their strengths, and Marty Weiss's is the early bird special, and this is as early as you can get here. The college football season just wrapped up. Tell us. I mean, so wait, your best bet is what, Marty? You're taking USC here? No, I mean, right now on January 12th, I think yeah. you take a little bit. You put it on Georgia at three to one. And then you take a little bit, and then you wait and see what happens with Alabama. And then yeah. you wait till you get better odds throughout the summer. And you take it on Alabama, and hopefully they get up to like maybe two to one. If, and then yeah. you just sit and wait till next January. Because if that's Charles who's Schwab, win the title. If Charles Schwab had people who were, uh, you know, offering insight on this, it's like, no, shut up. What are you doing? Take 100 grand on Alabama and take 100 grand on Georgia, and one or both will be in the final four and will likely get a, uh, a result similar to this. Well, year. you get Daniels back next year. So right. Georgia's in good shape there at the most important mm-hmm. position. So that's, uh, that's uh, not a bad it, it does feel absolutely foolish when the transfer portal is uh, fast and furious every day with some big name kid bouncing from one school to the other. I mean, how, how would anybody be able to divine? And yet well, bouncing from one big name. I think SEC is Michigan. right. You know, bouncing they're going to be in one it. big name school to another big name school, not named Michigan. Right. No, but I'm with, I'm with Sal though. I mean, he is right at the end of the day. We, that's why it stinks. It's a, because we already know the end of the story, you know, for certain that Bama or Georgia is definitely in the it final doesn't four. Stink because you get to see great football, which is what I want to see. So I don't think it stinks. I, I think Saban, I think, I just don't like that. It's a lock that we know that and it's January and we know one of those two teams is it. And that's a little unsatisfying for it to be that certain, but I will say Nick Saban, not just for the post game with him pulling the two kids down and saying these two yeah. leaders, they limit. I'm going to tell you whatever. I thought that was his finest hour. I thought he seen, had a breezy disposition at halftime. He loses 
his other best wide receiver when he already is down his number one wide receiver and going off the field. It's like, hey, they've got some other talented kids here. They don't have the experience, but now they're going to get a shot. We'll see how it goes. He seems to have a new – I mean, maybe that's owed to the fact that he's won uh, 17 of the last 18 national titles, so he's got a breezy – way about him but I, th- I thought he was pretty cool not uh well, not uptight yeah. as he sort of been portrayed over the years i did too and i think well the parlay kid count you said like yeah like a fox he did that because it's going to go a long way in terms of recruiting which i don't think he has trouble recruiting anyway but it, it is nice to see in a year that where all the coaching news is about how these <laughs> these guys are all dickish you know like uh mm-hmm. you know narcissists or sure. or just incompetent as uh, we could talk about um, Giants, a uh, big, big day for uh, Eddie Spaghetti, but we'll discuss that uh, after the Tory Holt interview. But yeah, that was nice. I did like uh, seeing that. Right, Martin? Yeah, I'd say like the thing with Saban, I don't think he'd, I think even throughout the year, he's kind of had necessarily toned down some of the things that he normally say about his team. Um, saying this was a young team and stuff like that. But I think it was a really big moment. It was one of those – I was annoyed to see, like, this. oh, this is what college sports is all about, people, because, like, at the end of the day, like, he would have been much more happy if he had won the national championship, and like, he probably still would. But uh, I think he was really happy that Kirby was able to get one. Like, in yeah. the post game, like, at, on the field post game, it really looked like he was like, damn, I would have liked to have won. But he was like – when he said you guys kicked our ass in the fourth quarter, he had a smile on his face. It's like – Good job, son. Oh, you think he Good blew job. the game on purpose? This is interesting. No, no I don't think he blew it on purpose. I don't think you he blew it on purpose, not one that. bit. Uh, but right. I do think that uh, once when Kirby did get it, he kind of looked over. He was like, I can't help but be proud of my kid. Yeah, sure. I got to tell you, I'm riding high. And, you know, with with the way, you know, I, I get it completely. Uh, the Eddie Spaghetti's of the world who are Giants fans. That's mm-hmm. sad. That is a pain in the ass to be a fan of that and be a bear like that, that weirdo turn of the 20th century formation they ran on third and fourth down from that near was, their own end. That's was old insane. school. That's old school football. I'm that is true. Like I usually that. like that too. Yeah, I should like that yeah. better than I did. I, I I mean that's that's grim. Um I just thought that, you know, the, the Georgia getting over their fans, you know, with that interception, you know, the mm-hmm. the the leap. Um, as the ball is interception from the entire Georgia sideline is, right. and you know, it's a, it's hard to be um, cynical about how great that was. I mean, those fans who just thought, this is the team that has caused us so much pain, and Lots of course, of I'm still riding high from from you know Sunday. Like I get all the jokes and everything, but he gets the ball at midfield with five minutes to go, and the season, his career on the line and Roethlisberger drove him down the field and took the lead and threw what? them. I love ben that. Ben Roethlisberger. I'm riding high on sports right no, now. No, 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 no. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Because as someone, as the number one Stetson Bennett detractor in, on this podcast. I don't know why you hate him you. almost as much as Taysom Hill. I don't I'm not going to allow you Taysom to Hill you like my man's, my man's moment. This is his moment. He's never going to have another one. This is it. This I think that's right. That's right. He's 15 minutes. Ben Roethlisberger has had plenty of 15 minutes since 2004. I'm just Let's saying that they're both great moments. The just, 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 just one of them is a great moment. The other I'll give you another great moment. I'll give you another no, great no. moment. Is Derek it Carr. The Steelers? Oh. Well, indirectly, I guess. Well, let's uh, go. We'll, we'll, we'll hit it all. I do want another great moment, though, real quick, because we don't have much time. Uh, Kevin Neal experienced a great moment with the college football game, the title game, because he won our college title game Prop 
quiz. Seven right out of ten. You go to extrapoints.com slash arcade, play all these games. Our NFL prop quiz, Kim Garbo, good job by her. Seven right. She wins that. She gets a gold hat. And Justin Lance, 14 right in the NFL pick them. So do that, extrapoints.com slash arcade. And by the way, Sheck, you will see in the head-to-head pick them contest, you are now, I don't know why everyone thinks this is over. We're going to pick games in the playoffs. Harry's okay. doing a lap. Everyone's congrats. Even you congratulated him. We're not going to stop making picks, right? Are you? Well, I don't know. I, I listen. This is when it counts, so that's fine by me. If we extend it into the playoffs, yeah, I thought playoff it was present. This uh, that, okay. Little, like it's not like all right. He made the. Uh, we keep going uh, inside the NFL. All of them do. You keep going through the end of the season. Are you two behind them? Then you go eight and eight. I. You know what? I. It got so. Uh, it got so bad so quick that you didn't want. That I just was like, ah, screw. I. I what are we picking these these games with these meaningless wow. results and everything? Yeah. <laughs> the weekend. The weekend. Some of these matchups were like, well, what? What? How would I be able to divine which team that's playing for nothing is more motivated? We couldn't to even win get the game. one that the the one gimme we couldn't get right. The Colts Jaguars. How? Are we yeah, so true. Up? I. I how are we well, right. Bears Vikings. I'm making yeah. excuses. You're right. I'm making excuses because the games that were critical to both sides, I got wrong. So that, so that's uh, lame on my part. Here's another one to shout out, though. A great, exciting, this is why sports are great. Jimmy G. How about that? Down 17. They have to, he, he, if he doesn't rally them against the arch rival Rams, that's the end of the season. Yeah, and everybody was excited game. about this Niners team that he rallied them with Trey Lance sitting over there and questions during the game mm-hmm. all week long. Just go with the kid. I was saying that. I was like, ah, the Niners have a higher ceiling with the kid in there in the legs. Uh, Jimmy G shoots a, in SoFi. I know the crowd was cheering for the Niners more than they were the Rams, but yeah, that was but weird. still, I, I just I like those kind of performances. I love it. I know I'm a, a jerk about most things, but I I've, I'm unironically I love when the guy who everybody's looking at like you got to do it or else it's over, and then he does it. It's the best, and I agree with Marty more than anyone else. Stetson Not Bennett. If you bet is, the Rams. He ain't yeah. going to no USFL. Forget NFL. He ain't going to any pro minor league, Stetson Bennett. They didn't and, even want to be the quarterback in Georgia. Right. I know. It's, I think it's an awesome – I really do think it's an awesome stuff. I will say about Jimmy G, is he – and you don't have to apologize for the Trey Lance thing because everybody is out, in, out, in, out, in on Jimmy G. I think he's the most – as far as football pundits go – he makes everybody look full of shit more than anybody, right, Jimmy G? We flip flopped on him, and now I've, just as a Cowboys fan, I've been, you know, I've been charting this. Which five seed do we want to face? I figured we'd get the we'd five, but as it turns out, I knew it was going to be an FC West team that we were going to face. Is it Rams, 49ers, Cardinals? I jump back and forth about 10, 12 times on this. I'm like, oh, 49ers are dynamite. Kittle and Debo Samuel. Nobody wants that combination. And then they lose to the Titans on the Thursday night. I'm like, oh, this team's full of shit. Wait, maybe they don't even make the playoffs. They almost didn't make the playoffs. Like you they said, should have made down the 17 to the Rams. The Saints took care of business. And the fact that I, I think we're sleeping on this. This needs to be called out more. I don't know if it's McVay's fault or what, but they have their kicker, their place kicker punting with a minute 48 left from the end zone down seven. What are the live odds on that, Martin, at that point? The Rams get the ball at their own 40, up seven with a minute 48 left. And then it's Sony Michelle for one, Sony Michelle for two, Sony Michelle for one. They completely blew that game. 
Not enough what? is being called out about I'm this. realizing right now, in this moment, I was at the game. I was in SoFi, and I saw that Juszczyk was holding field goals, and I was like, oh, the punter must be hurt. And it never occurred to me that on actual punts, the place kicker was the person yeah. punting the ball. But you know what I am not, what I can't forget, blazing in my mind, is watching Odell Beckham beat a uh, uh, boy from Michigan, uh, uh, the, the the cornerback from Michigan, I can't remember his name, Thomas. Tywan. No, he beat him <laughs> down the sideline. He was wide open. Oh, yeah. And Matt Stafford just put the Niners right in the playoffs right then and there. Jalen Ramsey getting beat, and Matt Stafford not going deep. Was I like, know, but for God's sakes, they're up seven with a minute 40 with the ball. Well, and it was just so many on. different things that happened. Like between uh, uh, Sean McVay, was like for, for 45 and 0 and leading at halftime. And it was it was just. So was he to beats, watch the Saints he miss beats the playoffs Kingsbury. He beats Kingsbury. Shanahan owns McVeigh. McVeigh owns Kingsbury. Is that just what we do? We just have to go by that, right? That and is- Carroll's Seahawks. I forget how that uh, NFC West math goes too. That like Carroll yeah. has ownership and is owned by. I can't remember exactly how that works too. But um, I, I, you know, I said it the other day on minus three, and I say it to you guys again now, and give me the answer if I'm wrong about this. I get Aaron Rodgers has everything on his shoulders right now as the number one seed. But I think we also know that if they lose to the Bucks, they'll just go like, see, you guys never gave me the, a second receiver, and so now I'm out. So he I has, don't know what that guy does. I know. He has the escape patch. I think the most pressure is on the Rams right now. They gave up the entire future for right now. And do you feel like – I mean, I'd be surprised if they're in the title game even. They I mean, could right? be one and out. They could be one and done for sure. Are sure. they getting to the NFC title game? Are you betting any amount of uh, of real loot on, on that team making a run here? Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but they have got so much pressure on them now. I don't understand what I'm watching when I see them play. Like, uh, I don't know. It seemed like Stafford had interceptions that he'd get out of the way and their defense would overcome it, but their defense looks bad. They're like, why did they give up a 50-yard play to Debo Samuel down the stretch? Like, this is – but they also seem to have uh, – you say this is the year – I don't know with creative accounting or whatever, but they seem to be able to sign whoever they want, whenever they want. And I yeah, guess true. they, I don't think they even had a pony up money for Von Miller, who was a stud towards the end of the season for them. Right. Didn't Denver pay his salary or something. I don't, I really don't know how they do it, but you're right. I do see that sneeze. I want to hear about money. you though. I want to hear about your guys. See, they're under, I, I, I have a devil may care attitude sound. No one, no one, no one outside our locker room. Big Ben Roethlisberger himself said, we have no shot going into Kansas City. I love it. He's raised the stakes. It's not just everybody outside. It's inside. Nobody believes in it. It's great. So who cares what happens in that one? We've already won. You, though, Jerry Jones said, it's Super Bowl or bust. Ooh, nervous. nervous about this one. A little bit. Yeah, I, I'm oh, definitely yeah. happy we have to go to Tampa versus Lambeau in the second round, if we were to get that. Believe oh, me. is that right? Wait, I'm sorry. I got the math wrong on that. Then. So yeah, that well, is. You go we're to the three. They're the two. Okay, uh, right, right, you know, right. If, if they beat Philly, we take care of business against the 49ers. Yeah, that's the that's the next week matchup. That'll be terrific. We already played them tough. I kind of like that for won. you, right? <clears throat> yeah, definitely like it better and then hope for a, a Packers upset, which I'm not counting on. But uh, I think with the Niners, as good as they are, as good as they've been, I think in the, the last nine games, they only scored 30 once. So if you if the Cowboys come up flat like they did against Arizona, forget it. It doesn't matter. But they put some offense together as good as they are with, uh, you know, Debo and Kittle and all these guys. I said they do have trouble getting to that four touchdown mark. Right. It is weird, but I do think that that drive, uh, the the thing that kind of 
was insane from the Rams' point of view is that I mean, it felt like Marty was it two plays that with a minute in the season on the line that it was like, oh, well, that was easy. Then I like, well, yeah. Niner, this is it for Jimmy G. This is a show me or sit on the bench for the rest of your career because you ain't the real deal. And before you could get that sentence out of your mouth, it was right. like, oh, they're dancing in the end zone. Like, oh, I guess overtime now. I mean, if you're Jimmy G, aren't you like, hey, everybody talks about me is full of shit because they change your opinion on me uh, from week to week, and he's not wrong. All right, oh, oh, he's in the waiting room. All right, let's bring him on. All right, the NFL playoffs are here to celebrate FanDuel Sportsbooks, giving all customers up to a $100 bonus on same-game parlays. Just place the same-game parlay on any Super Wildcard weekend game and get a bonus whether you win or lose. The more you bet, the more you get. Payouts in as little as two hours, easy to use, safe and secure, great offers for new and existing customers, new ones in New York. It's live in New York. I'm so damn jealous. Log on to FanDuel Sportsbook to unlock your same game parlay bonus today. Plus, if you're first time betting with FanDuel, you could also enjoy 30 to 1 odds on any team in the wild card to win after using promo code extra points. You turn $5 bet check, this is how it works, into $150. So just take the Chiefs, right? You don't have to worry about point. That's a win. Unless you want to be a sucker, you're not going to bet on the other team. No one believes in them, including themselves. Of there course you, you bet the Chiefs. Easy money. Don't listen to this snark. Remember to use promo code extra points so they know we sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right, here he is. Our guest today won a Super Bowl as a member of the greatest show on turf with the St. Louis Rams. He had eight straight seasons with at least 1,100 yards receiving, 920 career receptions, and he's got the mangled hands to prove it. Tory Holt is here. What's happening, Tory? All hands is here. Hanging in there, fellas. Thanks for um, thanks for having me on the show, and I look forward to uh, to vibing with you a little bit today. Let's see those hands, if we could. That left oh, hand. Wow. How can you rub them together? How can you do like that? Like you're, you're crashing your hands together. That left, that ring finger or middle finger does not look like it vibes. Yeah. Man, <laughs> you, man. Whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 quick story. So I'm I'm at the airport, right? I'm leaving the airport. I'm, I'm hammering out the airport for whatever reason. And a guy, and I'm turning, we get to the light and I'm turning right and the guy's going left and he pulls over. He says, hey man, slow the, slow the head down. Yeah. And I was, I was, I don't know what was going on in my feelings. I was like, F you, man. And I gave him the, the middle finger with, he was like, yo, what's up with your finger? <laughs> he, had, he had totally forgotten that I was cussing him out. He was more focused on the finger, man. It was crazy. But, um, but it's functional. It works, man. It's just over time, just the ligaments are damaged. So there's no more ligaments in the finger and Good. it naturally curves to the left. So again, it's functional. It works and, I, I so was that was that a one like lefty? What do you write with? Which hand do you write? <laughs> I'm a fascinated. Okay, I'm a righty. That's yeah, good. He's a righty now for sure. Yeah, right, yeah. Shaq, <laughs> I, I, Shaq, I have the same. I think I have the same question as you. But go ahead. Well, my, my when that happens, do you finish the game? Was that like a one football thing? How did that? Was it or is that several injuries all amounting to that one mangled mess that you just? Yeah, hung it's, on it's, the several, it's several oh, injuries, okay. but it started with the two. We were playing the we were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers on a Thursday night game, 2005, 2006. I'm blocking the Shea Towns, and my finger gets caught in the jersey. It pops out. I run over to the sideline, pop it back in, tape it up, boom, ran back out and played. And then just over time, over practice, it would, it would pop out. I would pop it back in, and then the ligaments just started to starting to uh, disappear. And now it's like this. But what was so cool, when it started to move, Re- I was with Reebok at the time, and Reebok made a glove for me. They made my special gloves. 
every year. And they started to make the glove to the curve, <laughs> the natural curve of my finger. It was really cool, man. So oh, that's no a keepsake. Yeah, I had no issues catching the football. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's great. awesome. That is a great story. Well, uh, I appreciate it. I'm going to try not to get distracted. I have so many questions. Let, let's, just go, let's just lead to it. You're a Hall of Fame semifinalist. Let's go over these numbers. 13,382 yards, almost 14,000 yards receiving, 74 touchdowns. You led the league twice in receiving, over 1,300 yards six times, over 1,000 yards eight times, a Super Bowl champ. You have the finger. You have a seven-time Pro Bowlers. Probably most proud of seventeen hundred and seventy-five point nine fantasy points. That's really got to really be uh, number one. But Hall of Famer, come on, Tory Holt, right? Let's put hey, it out there, man. You know what? I this is my eighth year eligibility. I've been a finalist for three times, th- third time now. So third time is a charm. I'm I'm hoping. But you know, it's um, it's very rewarding, humbling to have an opportunity to represent my hometown, my coaches, institutions that I went to, my teammates. Um, I'm very humbled by that. And I'm with you, Sal. It's my turn, man. You know, it's my turn to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I, I think agree. I've waited long enough. I think I've I think I represented and played the game in the light of Hall of Famers, like the Hall of Famers did. And for me, you know, we, we all come into this game uh, wanting to leave it better than what it was or have some type of contribution to the game, uh, win championships, win divisional championships. I've done all that. So the Hall of Fame would be like, would, to me, would be like the 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 uh, uh, a great um, sign of appreciation of being sure. inducted amongst the the football gods, man. That would be like total validation for me in regards to my football career. So yeah, I'm with you, man. Now is the time. So voters, let's get it right this time. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, you famously went on record when your teammate Isaac Bruce recently got in. You were like, I'm so much better than that guy. How does he get in? No, you didn't say that. No, I didn't go. I didn't go that far. But Sal, to be honest, with you, I was thinking that, and I'm sure, he, <laughs> and I'm sure he was thinking the same thing. But it's all good. I was so excited for Isaac. It was it was a pleasure to be there in Los Angeles when he got uh, when he received his Hall of Fame ring of excellence. And Tom Mack was there. Eric Dickerson was there. Jackie Slater was there. It was just so many Hall of Fame players that was there. And I felt comfortable, man. I felt at home hanging out with the Hall of Famers. So now it's just a matter of it actually being said from the voters being voted in uh, to actually take my place amongst the greats. People like me get, you know, snarky about like, what are these Hall of Fame voters? Like how like I, I said before you came on, um, it, you feel like a guy who it's like, wait, he didn't get in the Hall of Fame yet? I thought he was in like a, I thought he was in a while ago. What? He's not it. It really is sort of weird. But from a PR standpoint, you have to watch your mind, your P's and Q's here, right? You can't be like, what the hell's wrong with you, voters? You got to play nice with them here. No, well, we, we have to do that. Yeah. Well, well, Wait, no, we can. We, we should be right, the mean right. guys. He's got to right. be pleasant about it. Like, mm-hmm. well, whatever you decide, voters, right? That's correct. I mean, you guys you guys are a champion for me, and, and I greatly appreciate it. But it's a process. I've learned a lot. Again, I've been eligible for eight years. I'm a finalist for the third straight year, third year now. And it's been a learning process every single step. So I try not to do anything to uh, aggravate or upset the voters because I need them to go in with a clear, conscious mind and think about what I did on the football field, not what I said about them. So I think if they look, if they take, if they really concentrate on what I did from the time I got into the National Football League, been the sixth pick overall in the 1999 Mm -hmm. draft, 
to when I finish. I think that is, um, I think if you look at my body of work, that speaks for itself. And then another thing, I'm now starting to see guys that I've, I've already seen my teammates be inducted right. into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which is absolutely fantastic. I wouldn't even be here without those guys um, and, and their contributions. But now I'm starting to see guys like Edron James and Chant Bailey. These are guys that I was drafted with. These are my peers right. that are now going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and rightfully so. They had fantastic careers. I would like to think that my career was just as good or right along par with my peers that are now inducted yeah. into the football Hall of Fame. It's almost so becoming like a practical turn. joke. Yeah, it's like a practical yeah. joke. Like, oh, not only are my teammates, my draft class, what else? Is is my wife going to get into before me? Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> a little weird. Yeah. Sal, I, I, are you uh, going to get in? Sal, are you going to get in before me? <laughs> no. I have too, <laughs> too many skeletons in the closet. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, last, last summer, I did this kind of deep dive on the Hall of Fame and how long certain people had to wait. In my estimation, you're definitely a Hall of Famer. And I can't imagine having to wait too much longer longer just based off the way things have gone but you're right in that you you shouldn't say much too loud because for whatever reason they give all the power to the people who write about the games but that's neither here nor there as a kid growing up as a saints fan i watched the greatest show on turf several times with my own eyes so i had to i thought you were a hall of famer then i was like this guy is nice i don't know why isaac bruce is the one they always talk about but when you were playing were you like aware like this is something special like you're dealing like when you're Kurt Warren you got Isaac Bruce you got Marshall Falk like were you thinking like this is something special they might have a movie about this one day you know like mm -hmm. that type of situation and who played you in the movie by the way <laughs> right well if I had my druthers Michael B. Jordan would be would play me in, mm -hmm. in the movie if I had my druthers but to answer your question Martin and thank you very much for your for your kind sentiments right there brother um no when I was when we were playing I knew we had something really special I didn't know it was Hall of Fame worthy, but I did, I was saying a lot, man, these dudes is really nice. I remember watching Marshall Falk being on the East Coast. He was on the West Coast. We would stay mm -hmm. up 11, 12, 1 o'clock at night just to see this dude in all black killing it. Mm -hmm. And then to have an opportunity to play with him and see him in practice and then Isaac and Orlando and Kurt and Onias Williams. I mean, being around greatness every day helped elevate my game. And I hope, and I would like to think that I helped to elevate those guys' game. And I always said, if I can play up to that par, then who knows how many division championships or national, I mean, or world championships that we could win. But I knew right away early on, Mark, to answer your question, that I was playing with some really, really special dudes on a very, very special team. And Coach Dick Vermeil and Coach Marks would always say to us, guys, you all are in a special place at a special time. You must take advantage of it. And I, I would like to think that we did as best we could to take advantage of those opportunities. And I, yeah. I got to tell you, one of my my first earliest favorite moment of football, because, I, again, as a Saints fan, there wasn't many. When Oz Hakeem dropped that ball and oh. Brian Milne recovered that muff, muff punt, I cried. I cried happy tears. I know that, you know, I know it wasn't good for y'all, but I'll tell we you what. We cried disappointing tears. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I'm here today, because, you know, seven-year-old me, you know, has I remember it like it was yesterday. I came. We get it. You're younger than all of us, Marty. I'm, Stop showing off. I'm trying to Seven. share a moment with my man Terry uh, Tory Hall here. That's what I'm trying to do here. You, you got me all fl uh, flustered, Dave. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Martin. We we when when that ball was punted to us and we were on the sideline, we were saying, "Just get it back. Mm -hmm. Just control the punt. Just get that, it back." It was, that's it. That's, that's it. it. There's that's no it. way they're stopping us. There's no There's way we're losing. Not a chance. Not a chance. Because momentum had swung to our side. Like, we were really, 
really on fire there late in that game. And then and then to see Oz drop that punt, and then he tried to make an attempt to get on it, but it didn't happen. We immediately, we immediately went right to Oz to comfort him and to make sure that he was okay and let him know, look, mm. we're pissed off that you dropped that ball, but we're still your teammates. We still got your back. <laughs> we'll move on. But it was a very, very heartbreaking um, situation to see that happen because we we were going to steamroll the Saints and win that game. If that boy had caught that ball, there was no chance. There was nothing stopping. He, he called the police, call, pray, because that was the then, only then, thing then that could have made it happen. That then you'd have been a crying, then you'd have been a crying seven-year-old. Different crying. Yeah. I would have gave you the finger at the start of this. Right. <laughs> I'm looking it up now, Tori. Uh, your part was played by Timothy Chalamet in the movie. I thought that was I thought it was. Wow, that was bold. No, I bold choice. Right. I don't think he should have played. They could have done better. Know, and when I seen Timothy playing me, I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> that, it makes he's sense, nowhere right? near athletic. Well, nowhere that guy's got pretty hands like a girl. He can't play me. <laughs> what about, though, you talk about these games. So that one in the Saints was monumental. It was iconic for Saints fans because the Rams were so formidable. As we go into these playoffs now, there are teams that are, I mean, the Packers, the Rams, um, that feel like they're supposed to do it. And I always talk about the curse of supposed to, when you have the extra baggage of like, everybody expects us to win in 99. Like as you guys go from greatest show and turf fairy tale story, suddenly everybody expected you guys to win. How much did that plague you guys in that run? And then in the ensuing couple of years after that, when you were still a, you know, borderline dynastic, how much was that? Like, we can't lose to this bucks team. We're losing 11 to eight. We're going to lose to, 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 to this bunch? I mean, how much was that uh, an obstacle for you guys to overcome? Well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, to their credit, I mean, think about all the Hall of Famers that they had on that roster. I mean, John Lynch and mm -hmm. uh, Derek Brooks. Zapp, right, Brooks. I mean, right. They matched up really well with us. We knew it was going to be a physical football game, and a lot of people didn't think that we were going to be able to endure that physical-type style. But we did, and – Ricky Pro came up late in that game, mm -hmm. made an amazing catch. Yeah. That was his only target of the game and the biggest play, I would say, probably in, in a lot of us' career in history um, that he was able to, to come down with that. With That's that. why he's a Hall of Famer. No, no, he, he didn't make it. No, <laughs> he's no, in two. Yeah, he, <laughs> he didn't quite make it yet. But he th that that was that was a a very very good football game, but. For me, I think what the expectations of making the Super Bowl and then we won the Super Bowl, I think that really helped us to stay. I know for me, speaking for me, to stay sharp and to stay on our game because the expectations were really high. Right, we right. got everybody's best every single weekend. It was a Super Bowl. We played after winning the Super Bowl. We played 17 Super Bowl games the following year because everybody was giving, their, giving us their best. And it was a challenge, but it also kept us sharp. Now, we had some things happening internally with some players and things were happening and being said. But for the most part, that was a very focused, uh, unselfish, uh, competitive football teams that I played, uh, played with. And I think those Super Bowl, those divisional championships helped to keep us really sharp as ball players and as a football team. Yeah, for sure. I want to steer it to uh, modern day now. First of all, I, I've seen many of your highlights and games and everything. I don't remember you taking off all your clothes and throwing them into the crowd. Did uh, <laughs> what was 
What was your reaction to the Antonio Brown uh, fiasco a couple of weeks back? Yeah, I, I was um, I was shocked and a little disappointed as well because you know AB, uh, you, you all we all know how much football means to him. He said it several times. He shows it on the football on the football field. This dude is a this dude is a Hall of Hall of Fame caliber player. Right. I mean, with the numbers and the things that he's done, he's won Super Bowls. Um, I was disappointed to see him walk out like that on his on his Super Bowl team. Right. That that was really disappointing. And I said and I never thought that he would do the game that way, because I know, again, I know how important the game is to him. So to see that was very disappointing. But the Bucks, to their credit, they didn't skip a beat. It almost they, inspired them. That it, game. It, it, it was, it was, yeah. yeah, it was like it was like it gave them more confidence, more juice to overcome mm-hmm. um, that of AB. And guys stepped up. Tom stepped up. The offensive line stepped up, and they were able to get it done there in New York. But I was to answer your question, Sal. I was I was disappointed to see AB leave the field in that manner. Right. All right. So, what do you think? Oh, go ahead, Mark. Yeah. I was about to. Say, this is like kind of out of the blue, but this just came across the timeline just two days ago, and you are uniquely qualified to answer this. The price of Air Force Ones has gone up from $90 to $100. Do you get free pairs, first of all? Because you definitely should. Like You should have a lifetime supply of free pairs. And when I was trying to go get Air Force Ones in the early 2000s, they were $70. Like, How do you feel about the fact that this shoe, which you helped champion in a small way, is now... It's, you can't buy it, and it's, it's so expensive. You cannot find them anywhere. It's really hard to get. What like what's going on here? Well, first and foremost, the Air Force Ones are ill. They're one of the dopest pair of sneakers that you can get. Um, I've been when I was coming through high school, we had a few guys from New York City that went to our high school, and they would leave and go to New York on the weekends or during the holidays, and they would come back with all these Air Force Ones. And I'm saying, where do y'all get these sneakers? I couldn't, I couldn't, because we in the South, we didn't, you know. We didn't sure. get them like that, like how it was up north. So that's that was when I first fell in love with the Air Force Ones. And then I had a pair, I played in a pair of black and white Air Force Ones when I was in high school playing basketball. I played in Air Force Ones. Did you play um, in black Air Force Ones in high school? Black high top, black and white hair, high top Air Force Ones See, I played in high y'all school. Y'all don't know, Sal and Dave, that means Tory Holt meant business. So I was, yeah. yeah, so I was about business out there with the Air Force Ones on. Um, but, and then... In St. Louis, Nelly hit us up and was like, yo, I'm shooting this Air Force One video. Y'all mind coming out and being in it? And we was like, yeah, man, why not? So we drove down after practice <laughs> and was in one of the dopest videos of all time in the Air Force One video. And the, like you said, the price is spiked. But no, I do not get Air Force Ones for free. Um, oh. I, I, I need to call some. I need to have my folks call somebody. And see no, I don't, no, no, no. I'm putting my foot down on, on your Air Force One-less foot because that... <laughs> You don't get free sneakers. He's like, look at look at Tory Holt's ceiling. It's nicer than my house. I want to live in his his wooden ceiling there. Like, well, we don't deserve free sneakers. He put I need them the on free. the map. He was part of. The I need the free sneakers. Tory Holt doesn't. Now, see, now that's done with. The, the The free stuff is going away. Now you have to give something to us, Tory Holt. In fact, what's that? Yep. Tory Holt has one vote to give, and it's been boiled down to this: one guy's going to get a gold jacket here. Is it Steve Smith or is it Heinz Ward? Ooh. Mm. These are your contemporaries. Wow. They, they are my contemporaries. And both. Because both. Reggie Wayne's going to go. Andre Johnson's going to go. 
I sincerely, not just because we're talking to you, I assume you're going to go, which I don't want to be presumptuous, but I think you have to get in there. But I think those are the guys, the two names I just said there that people are kind of like, yeah, I think so, but maybe not. Mm, That is a really tough one. How about both? No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Okay, then you have to take away to give yourself a gold jacket. You have to take one away from somebody who's already in there. Do you want to take Bob Greasy's jacket away? You want to take Greasy's or Namath's or somebody else's? Yeah, grab a jacket. Take somebody else's away. Take Isaac Bruce's jacket. That's a funny. Lynn Swan, Drew Pearson. Maybe Drew, maybe Drew Pearson, maybe. Okay, good. <laughs> I, say, I would say, the, I feel like that was the one instance in which somebody calling out the media, because Drew Pearson after, yeah. afterwards was in tears saying, this isn't fair. Yeah. Years later, he's in the Hall of Fame. A good point, uh, Sal. We need to get Tory to cry here about it. If you weep, about like, I just I gave everything I had. I, I would love good you. Tor- Tori and Dick Vermeil crying together. I put it on the line. I mean, God, I put it on the line every freaking fucking week. I put it on Look at my finger. Look what I gave to this sport. Look at my hands. It's my turn. By the way, maybe maybe that's why you don't have uh, Air Force One. Maybe they don't give you for. Do you have a toe that jets out 60 degrees? Maybe they can't make the specialized shoe for you anymore. I don't know. Who knows what's going on with that? But you know what? That Air Force One's video, man, was. um, Yeah. I mean, Ozzy Smith, Ozzy Smith was in that video, Marsh and myself. I mean, that video was crazy. But the Air Force Ones, like, really took off. I mean, they were already a, a, a prominent shooter. They really took off after that video. So, shouts out to Nelly. Shouts out to Dirty for um, for inviting us and including us in that video. There you go. Maybe they make gold-collared Air Force Ones for your uh, Hall of Fame induction to match up. You'd wear yeah, those, well, you right? You know what? Yeah, yeah, a nice gold pair with a white check would be dope. Or you nice- got to! Clean yeah. white pair, a nice clean white pair with the gold check with Hall of Fame on the tongue. I think. Uh, I, think I think you got to go whites with the gold accents. With the gold accents, that's the right. Gold accents, no doubt. Tori, give us your Super Bowl prediction. Very exciting times coming up, right? You like the? Do you like the expanded playoff? First of all, for the first week, and then give us a prediction if you can. I do, man. I'm looking forward to some great games. The one, I'm, the obviously the Arizona and L.A. Uh, looking mm-hmm. forward to that game, being a Ram, though the Rams really got uh, in the second half of that game against San Francisco, got dominated in that game. Looking forward to seeing how they respond. What the hell is really? their problem? What What is their problem? We, we, we're trying to figure it out. Well, and, and you're talking about that that particular game or just I don't know. Just a, it just uh, they should be crushing teams, I think. Yeah, well, well, well. They got to minimize the turnovers. I think that's obvious. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Matthew Staff is. Through for almost 5,000 yards this year, 40 some plus right. touchdowns, but 17, 18 interceptions. That's way too much. <clears throat> got to minimize the turnovers. Yep. Got to minimize mm-hmm. the turnovers. The offensive line has got to be better. If you watch that game against San Francisco in the second half, they look like they couldn't block a soul at times. So right. the offensive line's got to be better, right? And then they got to be better on the back end defensively with communicating and making some more big plays, taking the ball away. Jalen Ramsey was able to do that, they were able to go down and score. But defensively, they got to they got to communicate better, get the calls in, get communicated a lot better, and then um, and then and then make some big plays. But minimizing the turnovers and establishing line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball will be key for the Rams as they go down the stretch in the playoffs. Is ball Stafford day. is Stafford the under the most pressure of any player going into these playoffs here, given his career and the mortgaging of the future for this season by the Rams? Absolutely, absolutely, Dame. Yep, absolutely, he is. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the Rams and the brass and Sean McVay all last year was saying they were, they were one player, a quarterback away, right. To getting 
back to the Super Bowl and having an opportunity to win it. Now they have their guy. Um, yes, the pressure is on Matthew Stafford. And when you look at the quarterbacks that he'll be going against in the in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady just in the NFC, you know what they're going to do. You know how they perform in the bigger moments. So can he outperform those guys to get the Rams to the pinnacle? That's yet to be seen. We haven't seen Matthew Stafford in a playoff environment. Well, he has played in a playoff environment, but he hasn't won. This right. will be this will be the biggest playoff moments of his career. Uh, so we'll see how he handles himself. We'll see what he does. No, tell us. You're the one getting the free Air Force Ones. Is he going to rise or no? You know what? I'm not sure. And, and this is my team. And this is my squad. I'm not sure. Um, I think the potential for him to rise is there. But also the things that he's also shown us in regards to turning it over, fumbles inside of the pocket, also concerns me. And the offensive line concerns me as well. Because you're only as good as the guys up front protecting you and giving you the ability to stand up right and to read the football field and to throw accurate footballs. I'm not sure. I want to say yes, but I'm still not sure. Mm, it sounds like he really, really doubts this team. It sounds like he's putting the Packers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I'm not ready to go there yet. <laughs> but I do want Matthew. I do want to see Matthew Stafford stand up, and we'll see Monday night versus the Cardinals if if that's the case. Did you think Cooper Cup was the MVP? I mean, it, the numbers were as a wide receiver. It's it's not fair that traditionally a wide receiver is not allowed to win this award, right? And now it seems like uh, Aaron Rodgers is not a terrible choice. Uh, in his own right, is the favorite to win. But were you rooting for Cooper Cup, or you you still think he can get the nod? Yeah, I've, I've been rooting for him all year long. I said a couple couple of uh, I said a month back when I was on uh, when I was on NFL uh, Good Morning Football, mm -hmm. and I said he certainly should be in every talks of MVP, uh, being uh, what he had done from that from the beginning of the season and up to that point, he certainly should be in the MVP talk. Look, this dude had 191 targets. 191 targets. That's a lot. <laughs> for 145 receptions, 1,947 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 25.8 points per game in fantasy football, the most of any receiver in the history of fantasy football. Right. Unbelievable. And teams knew that he was going to get the football, and they still couldn't stop him. So certainly he should be up for the MVP talk, as well as the offensive player of the year talk. And and then and I mentioned 191 targets. He's had zero fumbles in the last two years. Wow. Zero fumbles in the last two years in the way and and and, and he's he's handled the ball a lot more than anybody, any receiver pretty much in the National League over the last two years. Zero fumbles the last two years. Unbelievable job by Cooper Cup. The level of consistency, the strength, the endurance, the unselfishness is all there. And I'm not sure if the Rams are where they are right now. If Cooper Cup is not in the lineup, that's a question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I think he should make the Hall of Fame this year. I don't. Care I agree with, with that. Whoa! He still got some ways to go because he's only really had two right. one thousand plus yard seasons in his right. five five six year career. So he still got some work to All do. All right, one vote: Henry Allard or Tory Holt, who gets uh, the gold Ooh. jacket? Tory Holt. Okay. All right. Self-confidence. I like that. I, like and I that. love and I love Coach Coach Elliott. Coach Elliott coached me. So I was fortunate to get his tutelage at an earlier age because he really helped me develop as a 
as a um, as a pro wide receiver, but I have to go with myself. Just call him old. That's fine. You don't have to call him Coach Ellard. That's a shot. We get it. You're saying he's older than you. <laughs> <laughs> Tori, I know you and your brother, you have a, a fantastic organization, the Hope Brothers Foundation, right? It helps yeah. children who have a parent with cancer. Tell us about it and how people can help out. Yeah, you can go to HopeBrothersFoundation.org and help uh, help support our our mission is we are supporting young kids with a parent or guardian that's battling cancer. We lost our mom to lymphoma in 1996, and we vowed to do something in honor of her name. So we started this foundation, Hope Brothers Foundation. We have our program called Kids Can. Uh, kids can still achieve and accomplish anything they want, though their parent or guardian is battling cancer. We provide educational, emotional support, peer empathy, and then we're also um, helping out with scholarships for our kids that grow out of the program and going off to university. We help uh, fund their scholarship so they can go off and get their education. Again, kids can, kids can, kids can still achieve and accomplish anything they want, though their parent or guardian is battling cancer. HopeBrothersFoundation.org. HopeBrothersFoundation.org. Great, great stuff uh, there. And I know, there's not a website set up to get you into the Hall of Fame, but we really need to do it. We need to do that. Uh, you can go. The fans that are listening, you can go to Pro Football Hall of Fame slash fan vote. Put a vote in for your boy if you feel... There you go. Your heart to do that. That's how you do it. You were part of the greatest show on turf. It's not the most, you were a big part of the greatest show on turf. Not the most mediocre show on turf, right? If it was that, then I, I could see. But the greatest show on, the, the greatest, only the greats get there. People should be able to do the easy math here. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the greatest show on turf. I mean, just think about that. We, I mean, we, we got our own name. Right. <laughs> we have our own name. So it's only right, right, that, you know, we have our own name. That's legendary. We, did we were talking about it. There's not even a second greatest show on turf. And there was not one before you either. So I don't know what, what the comparison is here. I don't, me, me either. I mean, we are the greatest show on turf, the best offense that we've ever seen in the history of the game. Um Shouts out to my teammates. Shouts out to the guys in the hall. And uh, hopefully I'll be seeing them soon. Let me say this. You, I don't want to be controversial, but I'm, well, maybe this is. I'm sure you've answered this question a million times. I'm going to ask it again. You certainly are in the Hall of Fame already if you have a second ring as an essential player on a, a dynasty, which is what the Rams would be called if you get that second one. Yeah. Did the Patriots know your plays or not in that, uh, in that uh, mm. the Patriots upset? It was reported that they did. And I'll tell you what, when we got down to the red zone, it did get a little, it did get a little tight. You know, did, I, I will say they were on top of some of the things that we were doing. Allegedly, they they watched our tape. I don't know. I know tapes were burnt and this was said and that was said. We know. They're cheaters. They're cheaters. But, that, that's uh, I will say once we, in between getting to the red zone, we were okay. Once we got to the red zone, it did get a little tight. So I don't know if it was just excellent film study by Coach Belichick and his group, or they allegedly was taping what we were doing. Or some film allegedly. cheating. Some film cheating instead of film study. Yeah. <laughs> right. Film cheating, right. I'm allegedly. <laughs> I lost a lot of money on that damn Super Bowl. I had you guys on the money. Oh. I, 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 it makes me sick to think that that was blown. Sal and I were sitting next to each other. He Talk about a guy crying at a football Ooh. game. That was, he I was shedding real tears. Money that I didn't have. But, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Sal. I'm still trying to dig out of that one, I think. Sorry, well, Sal. 
No, it's not your fault. Uh, they cheated. You can only do so much. What are you going to do? Uh, Tori, you've been great. Thanks for coming on. This has been spectacular. We're rooting for you. We're rooting. Holtbrothersfoundation.org. That's where you yeah. go. Donate your money. Lots of good stuff. Give us one last wave with that crazy, crazy hand. And uh, <laughs> Hi, Drew Pearson. <laughs> Thanks, Tori. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Peace. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back. Tory Holt. Oh, I'm rooting hard now for the Hall of Fame. Get, let him get in over Big Ben. No, I don't know about that. But what? I do like, well, I like that he didn't want to answer some questions about Matt Stafford, but he did. He did say Drew, Drew uh, Pearson. Drew Pearson. Jack wow. is what the hell? Poor Drew. Right. Nobody likes the Cowboys. What are you going to do? Uh, hey, I am proud of, uh, I'm proud of Tory Holt and the Holt Brothers Foundation.org, but I'm proud of the staff and what we've done. Um, you know, we're supposed to give out winners and for the most part, we do it for God's sakes. You look at that. I, we mentioned it before, um, our graphic of what, 14 of us and we're all over 500 except for, well, Megan, Megan, uh, Connolly went like two and 14 or something. So she dipped below <laughs> oh, really no. a dismal week 18 for her. But even going into the Chargers uh, Raiders game, TJ, who I believe played in the league, right, Martin? He claims he played in the league. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. He's the only <laughs> but, other uh, one under 500. But uh, that's the one I had to point. Job. He's been talking a lot of shit too on the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I wanted to remind him that you know you should. I do you have a higher to. record than you, although he and I are uh, bringing up the rear and the whole extra points. But he he doesn't know that. <laughs> what's the what's who think about i guess we can listen to lemon pepper parlay's answer to that but he loves um, the Bengals. he loves the Bengals. i kind of do too yeah for this game i think they should hammer them i see no reason why the raiders um what do you mean no reason hang- pass rush is great that crosby's one of the most pressures in the league practically Bengals already that's, whipped that's, them in Ve- but it. Bengals whipped them in vegas but good uh six eight weeks ago i count that as a plus for the raiders i don't know they're hmm. a different team they're a different day, but we'll have our picks on Friday. But I want to go back in the in the time machine and go over some of these season-long bets. First of all, Sheck, good job by you. Titans, number one seed. You called it. It's interesting the way you called it. Your analysis is like, oh, they're in the worst division. And yet they had trouble with um, the Texans twice, right? I know, right, uh, yeah. And, and But they did beat the Colts twice, <coughs> which did in the Colts. Um, but that was a great pick. Was that 17-1? to 1? You also have it in our yep. our uh, our. our what is it called? Futures. Um, Futures draft. Futures yeah, draft, right. Yeah. Martin, you had the Jaguars. I, you, I love this, and you jumped on it. Jaguars to have the worst record. I was like, why are they thirteen to one? And why? Uh, I'm sorry. The, and the Texans are favored at four to one. I get it going into the season. I think the talent was vastly different if uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't pan out, and he didn't. So you win that. Good well, job I, by you, right? Full admission. It had nothing to do with Trevor Lawrence and everything to do with Urban Meyer. As soon as he got fired, I started sweating yeah. that bet out. Unbelievable. And uh, we went over on against the odds. I was 20-10-2 on my over-under win totals um, for uh, all the teams in the league, and, and including counting, I picked the Bills exactly right with 11 wins. I picked the Texans exactly right with four wins. You get 5-1 to one and 6-1 to one odds on those. So I'm proud of everybody involved in this uh in this, uh, whatever the hell we're trying to put together here, I will say we we sincerely did, mm-hmm. with with uh, with very few exceptions that I can that I can cite here. We really did make money. If you bet yeah. with us, 
you definitely would be well into the black if you mm-hmm. if you took our counsel on this. And really, the longest odds, the best value bets all season long that you and the uh, against all odds boys kept hitting all season long were, were just crazy in the prime time slot. You kept picking first touchdown scores. That's I don't ridiculous. know how you did it. And we're going to have a pool, though. Everyone can jump in on uh, extrapoints.com slash arcade. You could pick the first touchdown, who will score the first touchdown, the various playoff games, so you guys could play along with us. Yeah, that was that was stupid. We picked the two semifinal games in college, first touchdown. I had uh, I had Zamir White for the first touchdown in Georgia, Alabama. It just kept going. I was like, I know this is really lucky because we could probably go 40 games in a row without catching one next year. But uh, it is bizarre how it's uh, paying off. And by the way, we talk about those unders. I know it's no fun to bet unders, player prop unders. I went back. I bet 30 because to, uh, it's tough to tell a couple of the teams who their starting running back was, like Atlanta. I guess you can go white. If you went white, they did have a number on them. If you went under, it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, Corderell Patterson for sure going into the, into the year. But um, I was 23-7 and seven in the unders. I mean, there weren't – Check, there were only 7,000-yard rushers this year. Isn't that ridiculous in a 17-game season? I mean, you know, all, uh, all the offseason talk, and it'll pick back up as soon as uh, the playoffs are over about first round using a first-round pick on a running back and or do a second-round contract. But the bottom line is just do not invest a lot of loot or capital, draft yeah. capital in, me, in almost any situation as well on a running back. It's just a diminishing position. But um, in in the bigger picture, you said that, and it made all the sense in the world to me in the summertime that of course with player, it, it, it feels cruel to bet against the guy hitting his right. season totals, but it, it, you know, especially in the age of COVID, but even without it, with injuries right. and everything else, you're, you're the, the odds are on your side. I, I went heavy against Lamar Jackson specifically. And that was good. You know, obviously that paid off. Yeah. And he I didn't told pay, meatballs yeah. around week yeah. 11. I turned around and back when we had an office, I turned around and looked at Mikey and said, <laughs> next week, next year, I'm just going to save up about 1500 bucks. And I'm going to bet $20, $25 on the under for every single starter in the NFL at skill positions. And I've, it's got to hit. Because Did you do I, it? No, I have to save the money first, unless you're going to oh, give me cash advance to, to start the year. Right. Oh, but I mean, it was I'll so tell you one. You know who went was, over? McCaffrey was all uh, an automatic under. Right. Barkley. Yep. I mean, these are guys by midseason. You know, Barkley was under. Uh, who, who else am I looking at? DeAndre Swift was under. You know, I don't know what you. Um, oh, uh, who was the Carson for Seattle was under. James Robinson was under. Aaron Jones. Derrick Henry under. must have wound up under, right? Derrick Henry was interesting because he had two thousand yards uh, last year, over two thousand yards. His over under was fifteen thirty nine. I was going to say fourteen like, something, right? Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. He has an extra game, and they're docking him five hundred yards. And of course, of course, if he played, he would have broken it. But yeah, he ended up with nine thirty seven. He was way under. Even Zeke, who had a thousand, he's in that thousand club. He was under. Uh, Dalvin Cook was under. He was in the thousand. Yeah, Najee was over. Joe. Mitchell I think he would have got over, right? Because he was yeah. like nine fifty or nine eighty or something like that for Najee Harris. Oh yeah. no, he he ended up with twelve hundred. He's he no. Was, I'm saying, but his his preseason total yeah, was yeah. Uh, was he went way over that. Yeah. You know who else over. went? Who also went over? The Pittsburgh Steelers went over eight and a half. I told you, uh, bums, that's what was going to happen. I told, I, like, I told you, Mount, I tried to suck it all. At all. That wasn't close at all. You're right. Hey, hey, you know what? Who's in the winner's circle? Uh, Everybody know, who listened Shaq. to Dave Damashek, that's it. I told, I, you know, they get, I told you they'd get the nine. Listen. You don't know what. 
Martin, are you, what you didn't do is you didn't pick them against uh, the Ravens, which is pretty much a coin flip. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? If they had eight, why didn't you take them? Why didn't you take the Jaguars? I was, right? Because I was sending a message to Big Ben Roethlisberger. That's I don't okay. believe in you. You, you, you oh. can rest now. We're we're going to be okay, Big Ben. Oh. You've done all you can. Rest easy, right. big fella. Rest easy. I, I was fine with that. If that was the end, it was a, it was a, a beautiful eighteen years. As it turns out. We've got one more chapter to write. <laughs> I don't know why we're making the trip. We have no chance. Why? Al Michaels doesn't have something better to do on Sunday night than go watch a, a, a certainty play itself out. Come on. Let's save all the time, money, and otherwise, and just uh, give this game to the Chiefs, right? I agree. Are we I playing agree. this one, Marty? Are we even going to bother watching this game? Martin, well, let's just agree. Talk about it. I mean, I think we can all agree. Like, we can do what the Chargers and Raiders decided not to and actually handshake and agree that we don't Mm -hmm. need Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Brandon Staley, he robbed us. Rex Ryan on TV, he robbed us of getting to see Justin Herbert in the postseason. Oh, by the way, you were the biggest Chargers backer. We talked about, I patted everybody on the back, but 70% of your preseason content was about how the Chargers were winning the division. Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. So now, now. I can't hear you. The plane's heating up. We're about to fly off the arrowhead. I wish we could talk (laughs) more about it. (laughs) Let's give a pick of the day. We're not resting. I'm going to give a pick of the day. There's still college basketball there's nhl there's still nhl right i don't know there's nba uh duke Three. minus five and a half boy this went up against wake forest i know miami slowed them down and their upset win the other day but benchero uh wendell moore jr they're going to dominate the the guards of wake they're four and one against spreading their last five following a non-cover steve forbes team's been good for wake forest i think they won two in a row but they're two six and one in their last nine outings as an underdog I'm going Duke 8374. I've been very good with these scores. Shaq, what's your pick of the day? You really have been all over. You were off by one on the national title game on yeah. Monday night. Mosel tough to you on hitting that one. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, the Mavericks in MSG playing the Knickerbockers. The Knicks have been, they've kind of righted the ship. They had the great start. Then it was like, ah, well, that was a mirage. And conversely, the Mavs have been one of these teams set kind of following the same trajectory as last year. Remember when the Mavs was like, boy, what's up with that team? And then they got it together. That's what's happening again here. It's not a coincidence that they have one of the best players in the world on their team that is going to boost uh, the rising tide there. No poor Zingas. Maybe that's for the best to avoid the the soap opera of him back in He's MSG there, anyway. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I like the Mavs. They're on a roll. I think they get to, they get to seven in a row here in MSG. Lay the two and a half. All right, Martin, let's let's go three for three, Martin. Why not? All right. Little HBCU basketball. Hampton Pirates at North Carolina A&T. Whoa. What we have here, there are two teams full of people going to get an education, and they are going going to go under the 136 and a half. It opened at 138, which is where I got it, but it's going to go under 136. Hampton's last five games, they're four and one to the under. North Carolina A and T three and two to the under. They're all these kids will be going pro in something other than sports after they graduate. So go ahead and lock that in. I like it. Nice like fifty to sixty final score. We'll put the graphic up so you could all uh, stare at it and say, "What the hell are these guys thinking?" But we'll go three for three. That's the plan: is to go three for three. Uh, like I said, extrapoints.com slash arcade. You can play along with us. We have a shop, shop dot uh, extrapoints. 
Com. Yes, that's where you could buy, buy a nice extra points uh, sweatshirt. My wife wears one around the house. Martin, I still have a lemon pepper T-shirt for you here. Um, I'm going to come get that and my damn hat. Go get it. Old oh, yeah, hat. you're all the gold hat. We're all in the gold hat club. We should have worn it. It would have made Tory Holt jealous, I think, if we all had our gold hats on. <laughs> we should have sent him a gold hat. In case you, we should send him a gold hat just in case I can get it's a, a nice idea. You, a nice idea. You got to earn, earn it. You really have to. Lemon Pepper <laughs> Parlay. It's uh, Martin. It's TJ Hushmanzada. I already know TJ. I know he likes the Bengals. He's going Bengals all the way. We'll have our picks is. on uh, Friday. Shaq, it's you. Kevin Hench coming up on uh, minus three. Yeah, Jeff Schwartz. The other day, going to be fun. Shorts, sick about yeah. shorts again. Why Why do the Chiefs even have to play this? Can't wait to hear Hench's <laughs> thoughts on his Patriots. I talk about teams with pressure on them, mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. They have to vanquish Belichick's team, the rookie QB. Who's all the pressure on in the AFC? It ain't Mahomes. It's on Josh Allen and, uh, really? and that Bills team. Host. Think about it. Think about how massive this game is. If you, After all this, it's all building to the Buffalo Bills. Now they're ready to peak. And if they get undone mm-hmm. by, by a rookie QB and Belichick, boy, it's going to be a grim winter uh, up there in western New York. There you go. All right. Megan Fun of Sports is out there. Uh, waiver Wire, Jen and Spaghetti. When do you go? Do you go Thursday, right? You go tomorrow? Spaghetti. Yeah, we can move to tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Going to transition to some DFS stuff. And then uh, I think we're doing a playoff league here, right? With uh, Yes, the, we are. We're doing a yeah. fantasy playoff league. Harry came up with this idea. It's been years and years, and he finally came up with a good idea. We went back and forth. It was me. And he said there are 14 playoff teams. We make our roster out of one player from each team. Shaq, I think you'll like this. You can mm. only take one player from each team. So if you have Aaron Rodgers, you can't also have Devontae Adams on your team. Yeah, one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, two flex, whatever. It adds up to 14, the roster, and you get one. Now, I imagine Cup and Henry will be rostered on every team. Cup for sure, because you have multiple positions and you have the with the flat. Maybe not Henry. It could be a one and out, right? That's the thing with the buy teams. You only could potentially only get one game. And so you get double value for the teams on the buy. Like, so if you have Aaron Rodgers, does his point total? No, no, no. So no, just no. like you're vacating the position. So you right. don't want to draft a uh, number oh, one wow. seed so, guy. Then. So Mahomes will likely, sorry, Shaq, Mahomes will likely get two games. So yes, you'd probably maybe. I agree. But, you know, maybe that's, uh, but then again, Cooper Cup could be out Monday night. So it's going to be fun. We're going to get it together. Spaghetti, real quick. I'm sorry. I didn't get to. I had it on the uh, outline. I didn't get to Joe Judge being out. Who do you want in there? Francesa? Andrew Cuomo? Who's going to be the next Giants coach? Look, if there's anyone that's been on the team for that long, it's Mike Francesa. He knows the Giants inside and out. It's a shock he wasn't uh, already called in for the GM position. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm shocked that the Giants actually for once did the right thing. John Mara right now, as we speak, is having his press conference that they're not allowing to be aired on the Giants home network of MSU or WFAN, which another <laughs> another awesome. strange move by the Giants. But for once, John Mara is saying this is the lowest point in his ownership tenure. I, I really approve of that. They said the last GM hiring was rushed with Gettleman. Uh, I wish Gettleman had more flack for when he left than what Joe Judge is mm-hmm. getting right now, because I don't think it's fully on Judge. That being said, um, I, I think they have to go outside the organization for the GM hire. And I think if they bring in somebody with an offensive mind. I know they tried that with Shermer and they tried that with McAdoo, but uh, they, they went to the special teams route with Joe judge, the guy that was just giving a bunch of platitudes, just get someone in there. I think 
Daniel Jones will end up being quarterback this year. I don't think they're going to draft anyone in this draft because mm-hmm. the next year's draft class is significantly better. Just shore up that offensive line. Get, let Daniel Jones be healthy. There's too much cap space invested in players that are going to be on the roster. So I think they get Can someone in there that the could help them out. I mean, it, it, it could be a thing, but and I know every year there's always a quarterback who ends up being great, but I, I, I'm, I'm okay with not taking one this year. I don't think the Russell Wilson move is going to All be right. – Imminent. So I just get somebody in there, maybe like Dayball from from the Bills, just a good offensive mind that will help along the quarterback. Uh, maybe Harbaugh. I've seen that floater out. He did the, you know, he made Alex Smith a good quarterback. Who you don't knows? Want that. I, I just want yeah. somebody. I just want somebody who's uh, not going to just say the, the 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 dumb sentences that we heard Joe Judge say week in week out. Just somebody. Well, let me, let me say this, Spaghetti. For real, you know we've talked about this for three years. He wants Sierra. Also likes New York City. This is it. I mean, Danny Dimes, you have two firsts in the top 10. One of those two, at least, plus Danny Dimes, plus a future first would get you yeah, Russ. But no, and but you're immediately contract, a contender, right? His, his contract is too much. And like, what are you going to do then? Start get, like making cap casualties, like cutting actually good players like Blake Martinez or James Bradbury. I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Then I, I, a lot of people have been saying, if Russ just comes to the Giants, it's the same scenario as him being in Seattle because you have a bum offensive line. Uh, you could argue the Giants receivers may be on par with Seattle's uh, if they're playing at their best. I mean, the running scenario, I mean, if Saquon's healthy and 100%, then sure, he's better than uh, Carson and Penny in, in the backfield for Seattle. But I don't think the scenario is that much different. So I don't – I mean, he sure. Russ, the Russ has to start this off by basically saying he wants to go to New York to crush any leverage the Seahawks have. Does, and then does from the there, wife thing, see. does the wife of girlfriend thing ever really matter when it comes? I mean, when Gretzky no. came to LA, maybe, but is it really like Sierra wants to go to New York or Rogers has to go to a big city for his girl. I don't know. Does it, they go where they go and that ends up being that, right? Does it ever matter or is it just something we talk about? I think it only matters in an instance like Tom Brady where your wife is also an international superstar. Did it matter? So they went to Tampa? That was Well, he went to Tampa because of his son. Is why, I mean, that was in fact a real-life decision that he didn't want to the be schools? on the West Coast away from his – Yeah, from his, right. from I his just, boy. I, that's why I yeah. thought Tampa was just a three-hour flight from the entire Eastern Seaboard as opposed to the Every six hours that we just – Well, it's, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a long <laughs> way from here to New York. I'll say this, though, about Joe Judge. He was terrible, and he didn't need to deserve a job, but at least he was entertaining. Yeah. This is like Matt Nagy gave you no headlines outside of he just was an episode. Like, was great, Judge. Like, that's the one thing. Like, if you, if you got to be bad, at least be fun. And Joe Judge was fun. I'm glad he wasn't my coach. And I'm glad I'm happy for Eddie. But I am going to miss. Like, that, I, I, and he had some real gems on the way out, too. Like, can we remember the Giants that were allegedly calling him, asking to come back? You know, even though they made more money elsewhere. And then that, of course, spawned everybody to go and figure out who actually could have been nobody. It was very Trumpian uh, circa March uh, 2020. Like, uh, I have world leaders calling me, telling me I'm doing a great job with the virus. Like, what? What are you talking (laughs) about? (laughs) Back-to-back quarterback sneaks on second and third down are just, I mean. That was the craziest. That really, that was, I mean, because the thing that happens with that is that there's so many other games that are like, wait, the Colts? Are blown out? I mean, are getting blown out? Like, wait, old man Roethlisberger is trying to like scratch out another seven six win or whatever. Like, so we got to watch. That was the craziest thing that happened. Were those play calls in a pro football game in the twenty first century that they lined up 
in the uh, in the what's it called the the wing T or whatever. Like, what the hell were they doing? Yeah. That was a game that counted for, and human beings were getting paid lots of money for that, and people paid a lot of money to be in that stadium. That was bizarre. I I, I got I don't want to get on. I'll, I'll get off of it right after this, but I was, I have to commend Eddie Spaghetti because on Sunday. I saw him tweet. He was at a waterfall. And he's like, better than watching the Giants. And just 15 minutes prior, I had seen those two plays. And I was, I'm really happy that my boy is out there enjoying <laughs> nature right now. I not loyal. He's not loyal. That's all. Yeah, uh, after, the, after the bad yeah. uh, Notre Dame loss and the Giants just being miserable, I'm like, you know what? This week, there's one game that mattered for week 18. And I was like, I could I could see some nature for a few hours. It's all right. So, yeah, luckily I missed that. But I will say, I think this is the first firing that was done via Twitter. Not, not that the firing was done on Twitter, but the, the mobs of, of complaints, oh, yeah. I think, it became, right? <laughs> That's a conspiracy I that I have, is I think they kind of floated out retaining him for a bit to see what, how the fan reacted to it. Oh, I, my God. I'll, I truly believe if the Giants won a game the last three weeks or just weren't as – if the whole medium Pepsi thing didn't happen, the $6 tickets didn't happen, mm-hmm. people actually showed up to the game, I think Joe Judge – would have definitely been uh, still the head coach of the Giants. I think the narrative changed and people were like, this is as bad as it gets. And then finally someone got through to Mara and Tish and we're like, you have to make a change. And that's right. what they did. All right. There you go. So much Giants drama. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Oh, just hire the clapper. That'd be the best. Just get him in the head. head get him in the head. Uh, lemon pepper parlay. Minus three. Megan fun of sports. Against all odds, we'll go over all the playoff games Thursday and Friday. And we will be back ourselves Friday. And just a reminder out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 